What we don't want to have happen is that we drift to a destination we wouldn't have chosen. And if you look at people who have a lifetime of chronic overwork, what you see are so many regrets. There's just time that's lost, time with their kids, time with their parents, time with their friends, time with their spouse that just can't be recovered. It's too late. And so I think this idea of integration is really critical. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. It's time to go from a business manager to a business leader. We want you to stop managing the daily grind and start leading the long-term growth of your organization. This podcast isn't just focused on getting more done and growing your organization. We also focus on leading a team, your team, with confidence. We release a new episode every week answering your pressing questions about running a business or organization and highlight one next step for you and include an activation guide so that you can immediately take action and start applying what you learn. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay, a virtual staffing company based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, also known as LZ. I'm the COO of Belay, and we have the privilege of helping thousands of organizations just like you save time, decrease hassles, and reduce the stress associated with running a business with administrative support. We're excited you're with us today. In this episode, we'll be talking about how to win at work and home. (laughs) And we'll be joined by Megan Hyatt Miller, the COO of Michael Hyatt and Company, a leadership development organization. She is going to talk with us about how to succeed in our personal lives and professional lives simultaneously. Oh, I cannot wait. Because let's be real. If you're listening to this podcast, you're likely ambitious and driven to succeed. But with that drive and ambition, it's easy for demands at work to compete with priorities at home. At times, the pull of your professional and personal lives can make you feel like there's no way to experience success in both areas. Today, we're going to learn strategies to ensure winning at work doesn't prevent us from winning where it matters most with our families. Before we hear today's listener question, we want to let you know that One Next Step is brought to you by Belay Virtual Assistance. As a busy leader, there are a lot of things on your plate, whether it's managing emails, staying on top of projects, or creating important documents. There are so many details required to run a successful organization, but those details come at a heavy cost. Your time. So here's a quick litmus test to determine if you need more time. Are you feeling like you can't take a vacation? Are you missing vital information critical for growing your business? How many, Lord, how many business opportunities do you miss because of your chaos? Stress and frustration don't have to be the norm anymore. No, you shouldn't have to do everything. And well, now you don't have to. At Belay, we connect you with an experienced virtual assistant to help you get the most valuable asset in business, more time to focus on what matters most. Here at Belay, a virtual assistant can help you gather industry data and research, manage your inbox, book travel, perhaps coordinate projects, manage your schedule, 
and even organized content and so much more. Whether you're a church, nonprofit, or business, we have the right people to help you. So talk to our team and stop spending countless hours every week on tasks that someone else should be doing for you. For more information, visit belaysolutions.com. Now, let's get started with today's listener question. Hey, Tricia and Lisa, it's Benjamin from North Carolina. I have a small media production company, and when I started it, it was just a side business and I had no kids. Then I went full-time two years ago, um, and I had one child at that point. Now, my wife and I are expecting another, which is fantastic, but I want to be a great leader and an even greater dad. Um, when I think about the work the business requires of me and the work associated with a newborn baby, I'm asking myself, how am I going to pull this off? I'd love some advice on how to be available and engaged with your family while growing a business. Thank you. Hey, Benjamin, thanks for your question. We get it. Oh my gosh, we get it, we get it. And if you've listened to our preview episodes and heard our stories, then you know that Trisha and I ended up at Belay looking for an organization and leadership that would support us in growing our careers and yet be engaged with our families. Today's guest, Megan Hyatt Miller, understands too. She's a family of seven, (laughs) and she's also navigating both areas successfully. Yes, Megan is the COO of Michael Hyatt and Company and also the co-host of the popular business podcast, Lead to Win, with her father, Michael Hyatt. Most importantly, she's an amazing leader, wife, mother, and human. We couldn't be more excited to have her join us. Now, enjoy our interview with Megan Hyatt Miller. Welcome, Megan. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. (laughs) Yay, Trisha and Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this all week. So this is a treat. Thank you for your time. Um, I know there's very few pieces of it to go around these days. (laughs) So um, before we get started, would you, I would love if you would introduce yourself, share a little bit about who you are um, and your story a little bit, because I know you're going to bring so much value to our listeners today. I'd love to just pitch them with, you know, the awesome person you are. I've, I've had the privilege of knowing you for so many years now with formerly being an employee of Michael Hyatt and company. So I've had the, the honor to kind of know you and your family. And you are some of my most favorite people in the world. So well, I'm so glad you're here. Likewise, Tricia. You know, you and I have been kind of on similar tracks, which has been fun to have the um, kind of blessing of just getting to walk in the Same path together. So Mm -hmm. I've loved that. But I am the chief operating officer of Michael Hyatt and Company, which is a leadership development company. We're based out of uh, just south of Nashville, Tennessee. We do executive coaching, we do corporate training, and we also have a very successful physical planner product called the Full Focus Planner, which has sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of copies. So that's kind of our business. I'm also a mom of five kids, ages 19 to one. So I have one child who is a freshman in college and one child who learned to walk a week ago. In diapers. You go from diapers diapers. to college dorm rooms. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is just really spanning, you know, the the whole gamut. And my husband and I just say that we're going to be parents literally forever. So we love it, but... Yes, it's a big, loud, crazy house and a wonderful business. And our life is very full. That is for sure. I love it. 
That's great. That's great. And you know what? You can never get tired, right? You can never get tired with a 19 and a one-year-old. So just energy abounds. I I don't know about tired, but I'm definitely never bored. I don't think I've been bored in like 20 years. I'm thinking, how could you not be tired all the time? I'm not thinking you're not not allowed to be tired, but you'd be tired all the time. So endless energy. So you are so perfect for the conversation today. We're going to talk a little bit about how to be successful and work and life at the same time. So the first thing I'd love for you to hit on is, gosh, you know from your own experiences, but you work with so many business leaders out there. What is the real culprit? What is preventing leaders Mm -hmm. from winning Mm -hmm. at both work and life at the same time? Well, this is like literally the million dollar question. You know, this is the question that our clients ask us all the time. It's the question that we see in the media all the time. And most of us have asked ourselves. And I think it's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, we live in a culture of overwork, a cult, really, uh, if you Mm. get down to it, you know, where we think about work as our primary orientation for life. It's where we measure our success. And we really think that work-life balance is a myth. You know, I think it's impossible to achieve work-life balance and what we call the double win, uh, winning at work and succeeding at life, Mm -hmm. unless you believe it's possible, you know? And so I think we're getting this enormous cultural pressure to overwork and we really don't believe it's possible because unfortunately there are not a lot of good examples around us where we can look at somebody's life that we respect and say, oh, they're doing it. You know, they're really mm-hmm. doing it. Instead, what we see is the glorification of overwork and people like Elon Musk and others, um, you know, who are sleeping mm-hmm. on the couch in their office and, you know, ignoring their five kids and, you know, <laughs> just abandoning a lot of a lot of things outside of work. And I, and yeah. I think the consequences of that are tragic, really, to our potential professional but also, of course, to everything that's important outside of work. Yeah. So really the biggest thing is people not actually believing it to be reality. I think that Mm -hmm. that's what I hear most often from our clients. And that's really our mission to change their mind. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So you're saying it's not a myth. And that you think with the right intentionality, with with the right planner, uh, <laughs> the planner helps, the full focus planner, um, that you can actually have that balance. Um, I know now one of the the cool buzzwords is integration. Do you find mm-hmm. that it's it's more of an integration than a balance? What's your take on that? Well, I think when people say balance, sometimes what they mean by that is an equal time spent at work and at mm-hmm. home, and I think that's a kind of rigidity that doesn't really ring true to most of us. I think if you think more about it, like a balancing act of walking on one of those slack lines, like my teenagers like to tie between trees at the park, you know, and you see them walking and they're kind of adjusting their weight side to side. You can't see me. I'm rocking my body side to side. (laughs) (laughs) Some of you are watching, I know, but not everybody. Um, And I think that's a lot more like real life, you know, Mm -hmm. where you're kind of making these micro adjustments all the time. But I have to tell you, I really think it's starts with vision. Um, If you know anything about Michael Hyde and company, you know that we are passionate about vision. And part Mm -hmm. of the reason we're so passionate about this double win concept of winning at work and succeeding at life is because we feel like it's part of a well-rounded vision for your life and a well-rounded vision for your company. And so that's really where it starts. Yeah. And I don't feel like you can really have empathy. Um, I'm going to take it a step further here, but like that whole complete life, if you're missing the personal side of it, you know, totally. you, you, 
if you're just all in on professional, I think that there could be that key component of empathy that really makes you a great leader because you don't yes. really focus on messy kids and uh, things that happen at school. And, and that's just focused on the children's side, but things that happen with your parents or your siblings, right. that really grows that empathy and that understanding and the patience. I mean, you got to have a lot of patience to have a family. And I think that resonates really well when you're mm -hmm. a leader of an organization. I agree with that. And Lisa, you know, I was thinking about that idea of empathy. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think is really interesting about 2020, I can't wait till it's over and we can all look <laughs> back and really analyze it, you know, because it's yeah. going to be so interesting to see, of course, you know, more insight into the struggles that we had, but also some of the gifts of it. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I've seen happen with my own employees, and you probably have seen with yours, is that the lines between personal and professional are just obliterated. They're just gone mm -hmm. because our employees have their children at home. Even many of us thought that would be done by now and all our kids would be going mm -hmm. back to school, but instead they're sitting at a computer on Zoom all day while we're on Zoom all day. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what it's shaping up to look like um, or they're homeschooling outright. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's that or they have aging parents that they need to take care of or they're having, you know, mental health challenges because mm -hmm. of all the stress, those things are not separated from work. And so as mm -hmm. a leader, I think the advantage advantage of looking at this holistically is that you're able to care for your employees at a higher level, which means uh, lower turnover. It means higher productivity. It right. means greater profitability. There's really a business case for this. Um, mm -hmm. If you're a leader and you can make some of these decisions in your organization, creating an environment that promotes the double win. I mean, we've mm -hmm. seen it in our company. I would just never go back after having done it. But I think 2020 has accelerated that for a lot mm -hmm. of leaders. Agreed. Yeah. So Lisa and I, um, we work with a group of upcoming leaders at Belay. So mm -hmm. right now we're working with a, a group of individuals at our organization who desire to lead. And one of our, the initial things we talk through is goal setting. I mean, it sounds generic, right. but what we find there and everywhere in life is that most people will have a career goal, but they don't have personal goals mm -hmm. that you very seldom run into somebody who has a goal for themselves. That's personal outside of, I want to lose 10 pounds. Right. Uh, right. But like, it's very narrow, right. Yes. It's very, very narrow. It's not, you know, how mm -hmm. are you deepening your relationship with your family and your children? Mm -hmm. Or, um, right. there, is there a hobby you want to learn or a skill set you want to pick? up. So really, when you talk about work-life integration and the the hustle and bustle and the focus that people put on their career, it also reminds me of the people who don't take their personal life as serious as yep. they might their professional life and, and right. lose sight of and drift personally and don't end up where they want to be as people mm. or humans because they haven't yep. taken the time to be intentional about growing outside mm -hmm. of their careers. I think that's absolutely true. And it goes back to that point of vision. You know, what we mm -hmm. don't want to have happen is that we drift to a destination we wouldn't have chosen. And if you look at people who have a lifetime of chronic overwork, you know, they've kind of bought into this cult of overwork. What you see are so many regrets. You know, yeah. there's just time that's lost, time with their kids, time with their parents, mm -hmm. time with their friends, time with their spouse that just can't be recovered. It's too late. And so I think that you're right. I think this idea of integration is really critical. The other benefit, if you're an employer thinking about this and encouraging your employees in the way that you are, Tricia, to set goals outside of the professional realm is that it, it improves engagement. And we know that engagement is critical for employee satisfaction. You know, when people right. aren't engaged, they're not going to stay that long and they're not going to perform at a high level. And so people have to have meaning 
and purpose outside of their lives and feel like those areas of their lives are well tended and certainly not in crisis because that backs up into work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But if you really want to have a thriving culture and high performing team members, you have to think about their life outside of work Mm -hmm. as much as their life inside of work. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. Practically speaking. So we, um, we have called ourselves, we have, (laughs) we have recognized ourselves as the most practical business podcast (laughs) in the world. Um, So (laughs) we like to give everybody a step, an actionable, tactical, something they can do. So as we talk about work-life integration, balance, um, taking care of the whole self and really walking that tightrope, like you talked about, if you could give a tip, a piece of advice, a practical tool or something that somebody could use and do so that they could take a step in that direction to have better balance, what would you recommend? Well, I would say it's kind of two parts. So number one, I would think of a vision for your life outside of work. So what do you want? What do you want your life to be like outside of work? You know, what are your dreams? What are your goals? What's your vision for who you want to become and what you want to achieve outside of work? For example, if you don't mind, I'll tell you a quick personal story. The way that I kind of ended up at this double win concept for myself, uh, my dad and I actually have a book coming out called Win at Work and Succeed at Life next April on this topic. And yeah, isn't that exciting? We just can't wait to share this message because it's so personal for both of us. And we have our own unique stories of how we uh, came to this idea of the double win. But for me, I married my husband and... In 2009, I had two instant kids, you know, bonus children right <laughs> from the beginning who are now 19 and 17. Um, a couple of years later, we adopted two boys from Uganda who, as it turns out, have, had some significant special needs that were not apparent to us at the beginning. As we kind of walked down that journey with them, my career was simultaneously taking off. So we bring these boys home. They were three and 14 months at the time. And as time went on, my dad, uh, Michael Hyatt, who uh, I'm in business with, he said, you know, I really want you to take over the business and run the business and and step into this chief operating officer role. And I'm like, dad, this is my dream. I I can't imagine saying no, but I don't know how I could possibly do this Mm -hmm. with these two kids that have all these needs. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had four total kids at this point, but Mm -hmm. you know, two kids with special needs. I said, you know, when they get home from school, I have to be present. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't turn them over to a nanny. They can't stay after school, the therapies and various things. And he said, fine, I don't care. Just be done with work at at three o'clock. And I said, what? Seriously. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I don't care if if you're able to produce results, you know, nine Mm -hmm. to three, that works for me. And I said, oh my gosh, okay, I'll give it a try. Sign me up. Sign me up. And and that's what I've done for years. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of what I'm talking about with regard to vision. So Mm -hmm. for me, the constraint of my family's needs forced me into a really constricted day that all Mm -hmm. of a sudden gave birth to tons of innovation around how could I get my work done in that amount of time? How could I think about my role? What were the high Mm -hmm. leverage activities that if I did would really move the needle in our business in such a way that the other stuff wouldn't matter if I got to it? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm talking about when you think about vision, you know, what do you want and and what's important to you? And also what constraints do you need to put in place? And that is so key because for many of us, we start at the opposite end with what do I need to do and how long is it, is it going to take? Right. You'll never get to the end of that. There is no right. bottom to what Endless needs to get hours. done. Right. right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's where people end up just, Burnt you know, out. Ass- 
Yeah, mm-hmm. a total slave. And so instead, as a practical step, what I would recommend is that you put hard edges on your day. Maybe it's nine to three, like in my case. Maybe you just say, when I leave work, I'm, I'm going to take the apps off my phone. I'm not going to mm-hmm. check email. I'm not going to check Slack. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to check in on the weekends. I'm going to instruct my team that if they need me, I'm available You know, by phone. They can call or text in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to define what is an emergency. Yes. Right. Not everybody. <laughs> Think that's the same thing. <laughs> different versions of emergency. Yeah. Obviously, there are different, you know, levels of freedom depending on what level of the organization you're serving in. And I, I don't want to be blind to that. Hmm. But I actually think you can enroll, if, even if you're not at the top of the organization, you can enroll your boss in this by selling it to them through the lens of this is going to make me able to perform at a higher level and make a higher contribution and it's in your best interest for me to unplug during these hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that is a game changer for people. Yeah. Talking about creating that vision, if we think about creating a vision for an organization, we know that it's great to get buy-in from your team. I would think it's pretty much the same thing when you're creating a vision for your personal life that you kind of, uh, in order to be successful, you need to really share that and help, you know, maybe come up with the majority of it, you know, spend some time reflecting Mm -hmm. yourself, but let your family in. Did you do that? Did you talk with your husband or maybe some of your older children and say, hey, this is what I want to do. What do you think about it? That's a really, really important point, Lisa. Several years ago, my husband, Joel, and I went through the process together of creating a life plan. And uh, my dad talks about this in his book with Daniel Harkavy called Living Forward. And there's a whole template for going through this process. And he has a new book called The Vision Driven Leader, which is sort of the process of creating vision for your organization so that, you know, they have a different application, but they're similar concepts. Mm -hmm. And we went through that process together as a couple. And it was Amazing. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like uh, it brought us close in a way that only becoming aligned around the most important aspects of your life really can. And it got us really excited about our future. So I think that's an important point and a great hack. You know, if, if you're saying, man, I am way out of balance on this, I'm working too much. Mm-hmm. trying to just deal with the overwork itself without a compelling why, what you're wanting to substitute, you know, in the place of overwork is probably counterproductive. And so spending some time, if you're married with your spouse, or if not, you might be able to get a friend to do this with you. And, you know, you can talk about it together. That can be a great exercise to do, but develop a vision for your life and share it with someone close to you. And then use that as leverage within yourself to motivate yourself to put Hold these constraints in place. Accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a lot at stake, right? There's so much yeah. at stake. I know. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I've leveraged and kind of got this from your dad as well is ideal work week. Uh, yes. When you talk about, you know, you p- kind of putting your day into like for you, it's nine to three. Um, mm-hmm. and it goes beyond, I'm going to work nine to three. Right. So we talk right. us through a little bit, like how you lean in and leverage the idea work week, and we're going to actually give it away to our audience or your template. Yes. So, you know, how you use it, how you'd recommend using it, how it's going to save their lives. Cause I, I know for <laughs> me, it's really <laughs> saved mine. Well, I love this tool and you're right. It is a lifesaver. It's also baked into the full focus planner. So you have the opportunity to kind of tweak it on a quarterly basis 
basis. And I found that that's helpful because at least a couple times a year, mm-hmm. something will change. You know, maybe you have new yeah. responsibilities or you've hired someone and given something away that you're no longer doing and you need to just keep it updated. Um, but this acts as a template for your EA or your VA to schedule your time in a certain way so that you really maximize not only your productivity, but your time spent on high leverage activities, meaning you get a disproportionate return on investment of your time. And these are really the activities that drive your business. So we want to be spending as much time as possible doing those things as opposed to, you know, things that maybe are urgent, but not necessarily important. So for example, for me, um, one of the things that's a cornerstone of my ideal week, and actually we've rolled this out with our entire company, is we have meeting-free Wednesdays. So in the middle of the week is a day where we don't schedule meetings so that our team has time to do the kind of deep thinking project work that so many leaders, especially in executives, never have time for because they spend 95% of their time in meetings and they don't ever have time to do the visionary work or the thinking that they need to to bring to their team. So that's a really helpful component. It doesn't have to be Wednesdays. We just found that that works Mm -hmm. really well for us. Mm-hmm. For me personally, on Mondays and Tuesdays, those are days when I have internal meetings, primarily one-on-one meetings. Um, I also have a cash flow meeting with our CFO that I do every week, uh, as well as lunch with my dad. But that's that's kind of my focus on those days is our internal meetings and primarily one-on-ones. Then on Thursdays, that day for me looks like um, normally internal meetings, but big project meetings. So I might be meeting with my executive team about a new initiative. Initiative. I might be sitting in on a full focus planner meeting where we're talking about new products that we're creating and I'm being presented with comps and, and things that are coming up for the next season. So those are kind of like bigger, big idea, big project meetings. And then on Fridays, that's when I do external meetings primarily. And I also have weekly wrap up and I'm planning for the next week. So that's generally how my ideal week works. And that, that, that kind of, um, outlines the core of my responsibilities, but it gives my executive assistant, Jamie, a way to think about my time. So I'm not just kind of bouncing randomly from one thing to the next. I'm really batching things that are Mm -hmm. similar together that require similar kind of energy so that I can shift my focus without it being interrupted by distractions and a lot of Mm -hmm. switching all the time, which we know from the research is counterproductive to productivity. Yeah. So you could have a no hair and makeup day, a yoga pants day. Exactly. Your Wednesday is your Totally. Hair and makeup and yoga pants today. Right, uh, right. We I don't want to come do that on, every ladies. Day. We need some of those. <laughs> we need some of those. I know. I actually texted you, Trisha, before this and said, "Do I need hair and makeup?" For this? I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> ma'am." Video? We got video. And okay. for our guys out there, that might be shorts and a t-shirt and a, and a ball cap. Right. right? I don't but... think this is quite as important to them as it is to no, us. Yeah. No. And, and you know, another thing that I've really found helpful over the years, being a mom, but it's also helped me in leading a team is asking the question, do you want me there? Right. How important is it? Because I find that so often we have this guilt as a parent and as a leader that everybody needs us. Yep. And they do. Let's be real. Everybody needs us. And so if we're asked or there's an event, we automatically assume that it's our responsibility to be there. And so really asking that question. And I did that with my kids from the time that they were very young. Mm. Pretty. I mean, you know, when they're in elementary school, they can communicate if it's 
important or not. Hey, I see you're getting this award. Is it important for me to be there? And then you find out, no, you know, two thirds of the class is getting the award. Don't show up. I don't care. Right. 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 But if I had never asked that question, then I would have had the guilt if I couldn't have been there. Same thing with my team. You know, they'll say, hey, we're going to have this project team on XYZ. Okay, no problem. I'll be there. And then I'm on the call and some I've already delegated the responsibility to somebody else. And so I think it's really important with that ideal work week, knowing that you want to have that work-life balance or integration is not being afraid to ask the question, do you need me there? Is this important? I think that is brilliant. Yeah. 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 Oh, and being confident. I learned this from your dad, Mike. Says no to a lot of things. Yeah, you have yeah. to say no you to have a lot to of things. Say no. Oh, and yes. the more successful you become, the more critical that is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's huge. Yes. You know, Lisa, when you were talking, one of the things I thought about this is just really practical. That has been a huge secret for for me as I've gone down this journey with all of my kids is that my husband and I have really negotiated together how to be 50-50 partners with our kids, and that's hard. I mean, honestly, it's something we still struggle to move toward. But I think uh, we did a lot of research for this book that we have coming out in April. By the way, my lawn people just showed up because, you know, it's 2020. This is, tw- this is life. And this yeah, is this life. Is, probably a child will burst in in a second. Maybe the dog will bark. Anyway, I just want to tell you that, of course, this is happening. Welcome um, to the podcast. We, welcome to the podcast. It's very real. Um, but anyway, you know, we, we decided to negotiate household responsibility so that it's not like I'm leading a company and I'm totally responsible for leading yes, the family. The you know, so for example, mm-hmm. we, we trade uh, doctor's appointments. I don't do all the doctor's appointments. We right. do. Last night, he was on the back to school call while I was feeding the baby. You know, like we really share that stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's a huge secret to success is sharing those things. And then even beyond that, don't be afraid to delegate things in your personal life. And Trisha, I know you believe this. We talked about this a lot mm-hmm. together that you're either not good at or you find draining and you don't like because that frees you up for the most important yes. work that you do, not just at work, which I think a great VA or EA does, but also at home. Yeah. Somebody else can empty the dishwasher. Right. (laughs) It does not have to be me. It doesn't have to be me or my husband. My kids will not remember that. They're not going to look back and say, man, mom was so good at unloading the dishwasher. No. Clean laundry. I just, I thought about how grateful I was for her. No, they're not going to think that they, you know, they're going to think about the time that I read the story or when I went to the practice Mm -hmm. or the game or the special trip we took those like high quality moments are what they're going to remember. And so I asked myself that question at work and at home all the time. Is this really high leverage? And if it's not, then it's a candidate for delegation. Yes. I've, you know, for years have struggled with insomnia. Okay. Personal story, guys, I'm going to share here. And so I actually went to, to visit with the sleep doctor because I was thinking maybe I have sleep apnea. My mom does. I thought mm-hmm. maybe it ran in the family. Long story short. And the, the irony of this whole thing is he says to me, you suck at delegating personally. This is the culprit. Like you can do it all day long at work. You're pushing things down. Your VA is helping you. Your team is owning responsibilities, but you're not doing it at home and it's wrecking you. And I said, man, I walked out of that doctor's (laughs) appointment and said, I just paid a medical professional in sleep to tell me I need to delegate at home. But it was, uh, it was Mm -hmm. the right advice. 
It's such good advice. And I think, especially for women, this is a game changer, you know, totally frees you up. But I have to say, you know, we have about Mm -hmm. 450 business owner clients uh, in our coaching program. And this is a big idea for them to, you know, for the men, as well as the women, we have a pretty good mix of men and women, but this is kind of like one of those head exploders in both directions, because we've really been trained, especially if you've been in a formal corporate environment, that when you think about delegation, you're just thinking about professional stuff. Maybe you send somebody to get some dry cleaning for you or order lunch, but you're not really thinking about your personal appointments and, you know, all the things that have to do with running your personal life in your home. And that's, all of those are candidates for delegation. And that, that's like a level of magic that once you unlock it, man, you are really going to get your life back. Well, my goodness, Megan, you have given us so many great nuggets today on how to make that elusive work-life balance, how to have that double win in your life. And I cannot wait for the book to come out. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, You have been a gift to Trisha and I. So thank you for your time. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Trisha. It's so fun to be with you guys. You too. Thank you again, Megan. Wow, she was so good. Um, I just felt like she had so many good nuggets to offer our listeners. I don't know. I kind of feel like my mind is still reeling here. So Trisha, while I'm processing, what would you say was your takeaway from our time with Megan today? Yes, she's a gem. I love her energy and her soul and her spirit. She brings such goodness. I really like talking about Ideal Work Week. I know that's what um, one of the things we're going to give away with this episode is a template for the Ideal Work Week. But really what I love so much about that is really looking at it from a personal and professional perspective and looking at your ideal week overall. So I use an Ideal Work Week with work and it it does, similar Mm -hmm. to what Megan said, I try and keep similar activities on a similar day and I try and block out, you know, when my last meeting times are or days I don't want to have meetings. So I do all those things. And that has really been a game changer, like I said, for me, truly mm-hmm. helping me keep boundaries and helping me say no and helping my assistant know when to say no for me yeah. because I'm trying to live a certain way. The ideal work week helps me have an ideal life week. Um, You know, the purpose of the ideal work week is to allow me to do everything I want to do in the time I want to do it. But the reason I want to do it in the time I want to do it is so that I have the time I need for everything outside of work. So Mm -hmm. time for family, time for kids, time for prepping and cooking dinner, which I love doing, time to be present with my family and friends and adding those things in, you know, blocking on your calendar date night, blocking on your calendar, um, you know, going to maybe one of your kids has, you know, something during the week that they do an event or something that they participate in that you want to be present at, you know, weekend double dates with other couples or family outings. So I think you can even take it the next step and really use the ideal work week to help you craft your ideal life. Right. It's living with intentionality. Yes, because you can blink and years have gone by and you didn't accomplish the things you wanted to because you didn't plan accordingly and you drifted off. So I yeah. loved that. How about how about you? Yeah, you know, um, 
It's so interesting because we start off talking about, we started the, the interview talking about this myth of this work-life balance or work-life integration. And I really like how Megan has coined it. It's a double win. Mm. And she just kind of threw away all those naysayers and said, it can actually happen. Now, it's not a balance. It doesn't mean that you're going to spend equal time doing both. Um, you remember she was rocking back and forth mm-hmm. on, that, uh, on that slack line talking about how you have to to flex and move and go back and forth, but, but that it can be done. And I think that that's what a lot of our listeners need to know is it's not a myth. Um, Mm -hmm. We've kind of gone through the season where people thought, Oh, you're never going to be able to do both. But, but the idea that with intentionality, using such things, like you said, as the ideal work week, talking to your spouse, creating a vision script for -hmm. your personal life, not just your business. Yeah, that you can win at both. And at the end of your life, you want to win at both. You don't want to just have one at either one of them. You know, for a lot of folks, it's important for them to have a professional life and be successful at it. And that's nothing that you should feel bad about. Equally, you should be successful in your personal life. And so the double win for me really hit home. And I think that it's something easy to remember. And I think that it's giving permission for all of our listeners out there to start planning Mm -hmm. and make it happen. Yeah. Just make it happen. Yeah. All right. And now you guys know what time it is. If you have been with us, you know it's one next step. And if you're new here, well, as we like to say, we're the most practical business podcast. And so we want to make sure that taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is to download this episode's activation guide, which is the Ideal Week template from Michael Hyatt and Company's Full Focus Planner. This planning tool will help you design what your perfect week would look like if you could control it 100%. That'd be nice. (laughs) I know, yeah. (laughs) Similar to a financial budget, you're going to plan how you'll spend your time on paper first. And while perfect isn't always attainable, you'll be much closer to what you want for your life because you'll have a clear end in mind. Amen. So to download it now, text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. That's onenextsteppodcast.com. When you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes and takeaways, links to resources mentioned in the episode, and questions to ask yourself or your team to further explore today's topic. And I don't know about you, but I do love some music, right? We're on the same list here. We love it. We love it. So we're going to give you a link to 10 to 15 minute playlist that you can play in the background while you focus on your next step. So again, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. And we're also going to give you the opportunity to submit your business questions so one of us or a future guest can answer it during an upcoming episode. Our challenge to you is this, download the guide and then give yourself that next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your next step. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Start by making today count.
Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.